وبركاته الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر أشهد أن لا إله إلا أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حي على الصلاة Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا 
وقال تعالى يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون وقال تعالى يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما صدق الله العظيم فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضات في النار اما بعد i ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that just as he has gathered us here today on the day of jumuah may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gather us along with our families in jannatul firdaus al-a'la in the companionship of rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and his sahaba ameen ya rabbal alamin brothers and sisters when we study the surahs of the Qur'an, Surah Al-Baqarah, then comes Surah Al-Ali Imran, then comes Surah Al-Nisa, and so forth, there is a theme of every single surah. And the theme of Surah Al-Nisa are the rights of people in the family. Because one thing that the Prophet ﷺ, he institutionalized early on in the days of Makkah were the rights of people. He saw that, there was the, he saw that orphans were being mistreated. He saw when he came to Medina, even before that, he saw that women were mistreated. He saw that there were people who were weaker in society. They were taken advantage of by those who are more powerful in society. There was a complete imbalance in society overall. And the one thing that the Prophet ﷺ, he institutionalized and he emphasized upon is a balance. The Prophet ﷺ taught us the, uh, the rights of everyone in the family, the rights of everyone in the community. When the Prophet ﷺ talks about the rights of the husband, he talked about the rights of the wife. When he talked about the rights of the parents, he talked about the rights of the children. When he talked about the rights of the children, he talked about the rights of siblings. He talked about the rights of relatives. He talked about the rights of your neighbors. He talked about the rights of everyone in the community and in society. Why do you think Rasulullah ﷺ, he talked about this? Why do we think that the Prophet ﷺ established a balance in society? It's because if there is no justice in a society, if there is no justice in families, wallahi, you will have a chaotic society. And a chaotic society will perish eventually. Only those societies that have peace and justice in those societies, they will prosper eventually. Their kids will prosper and eventually their kids will prosper and the generation will continue. Brothers and sisters, when Surah, Surah Nisa talks about the rights of people, of everyone in the family, everyone in the community, think about this, the very first ayah of Surah Nisa, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He addresses not only the believers, He addresses mankind. And He says, Ya ayyuhan nas, ittaqu rabbakum. First thing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He's telling us, that be God conscious. Be conscious that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is watching us at all times. How we treat others, what we do to others, what we say about others, what kind of chaos we're spreading in our families at times, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows everything. And you and I, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminds us that you and I will have to stand before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of judgment. At the beginning of the verse, Allah talks about taqwa. At the end of the verse, Again, Allah talks about taqwa. Remember that we, each one of us, we will be standing before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of judgment. Today in this dunya, when we mistreat each other, each other in a family, 
If people come to us and they support us in the wrongdoing that we do, then we feel like that we are absolved. We feel like that I'm okay with, with whatever wrong I've done. Not realizing, brothers and sisters, this is not, this is why this place is called dunya. This is not where the judgment happens. You and I, each one of us, we may be able to fool other people in our family. But you cannot, no one can fool Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Every single week, 99% of my counseling sessions are regarding injustices that happen in families. Are talking about how rights are not being, how rights are being violated in a family. Husbands are coming that my wife are not fulfilling, my wife is not fulfilling my rights. Wives are coming that our husbands are abusing us. Brothers and sisters, we have to stand before Allah on the day of judgment. There is no one who can escape the wrath of Allah. There is no one who will escape the accountability from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And you can make people, you can make a fool out of people, but there's no one who can make a fool out of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You can perhaps cover things inside your heart, bury them deep down in your heart, and think that, you know what, I've got away with it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, إِنَّ اللَّهَ عَلِيمٌ بِذَاتِ sudur." What is in the depth of your heart, at the bottom of your heart, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows it. Other people don't know it, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows it. That is why, brothers and sisters, when it comes to the matters of our family, we have to be very careful about these kind of things. Every single person will, will be questioned on the Day of Judgment. If I'm a father, I'll be questioned, did I fulfill the rights of my wife? Did I fulfill the rights of my children? Did I fulfill the rights of my, my, my siblings? Did I fulfill the rights of my relatives and so forth? Every woman will be questioned, if she's a mother, did she fulfill the rights of her husband? Did she fulfill the rights of her children and so forth? So today, inshallah, in this khutbah, I want to take this opportunity to explain because this is something that many people have been asking and there's so many questions that do come up and I felt like that you know what it is the right time of course all the time is the right time but it's about time that we have a khutbah about this that when it comes to any marriage when it comes to a husband and wife what is a husband looking for what is a wife looking for and how can we fulfill the rights of each other first of all is that we have to understand brothers and sisters that society tells us exactly what they think is right. Society has labeled that a woman who cleans, a woman who takes care of her children, a woman who is cleaning up the house, doing the laundry, picking up the kids and so forth, this is considered as a good wife. Society labels a man as a good husband if they go and they financially provide for their family. Yes, these are signs of a good wife. These are signs of a good husband. But there is much more to that. Our deen has taught us what is necessary in a family in order for a family to survive. Because what we don't realize is that many times when it comes to children, when they grow up and they get married, and how they interact with each other, how they treat their wife, how they treat their husband, is a, they are a byproduct of their own parents. When there is love, when there is understanding, when there is respect, when there is patience, when there is positive communication in a family, it affects the children. And when there is no love, and there is no respect, and there is no understanding, and there is no patience, and there is no positive communication in a family, it affects the children. 
You may think that you're not teaching this to your children, but our children are picking directly from us. What they see happening within us as parents, as a mother and a father, they will do the same thing when they get married too. Why do you think when there are men who, who, who physically abuse their wives, why is it that they do that? Because they just learned it overnight? No. They saw their fathers doing this, and they saw their fathers physically abusing their mothers. So they grew up thinking that this is absolutely fine. When it comes to mothers disrespecting their, husband, or their, their husbands, and when now when you see women disrespecting their, their husbands, you think, where did this come from? It came from their mothers often, or it came from society. But that's why we need to, we, not, we cannot think about what society is telling us what makes a good husband or a good wife. We have to go back to our deen. So that is why it is very important that we understand that children are our byproduct of us. What kind of atmosphere we create inside the house, the children will grow up with that, kind of, um, with that kind of attitude, with that kind of mentality. If everyone is calm in the family, I've seen families, husband and wife are very calm. Their demeanor is very calm. You look at their children, their children are also very calm. And when there's just you know, shouting inside the house, people are abusing each other, the children grow up to be the same exact way. So the question is, that what is every woman looking for in a marriage and what is every man looking for in a marriage so first of all is i'm going to start off with the men first and for the brothers what things we need to do for our spouses and for our wives allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the quran men are protectors men are caretakers of women that means that a man, a husband, needs to understand that my wife needs to feel protected when she is with me. She needs to be cared for. I need to show her my love. That is what we need to do. In every single marriage, a woman is looking for love. How do you show that love? There's so many ways to show that love. But the most important thing is, we go back to the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ, where he says, خيركم خيركم The best amongst you, imagine this for a moment, that we face Rasulullah ﷺ on the Day of Judgment. And we have treated our family correctly. We have treated our family with love and respect. Then, then I can show my face to Rasulullah ﷺ. Think about a man who abuses his family over and over again. What face are we going to show to Rasulullah And that is why it is mentioned in some ahadith that the Prophet will ignore these type of people on the Day of Judgment. People who openly disregarded the life of the Prophet the sunnah of the Prophet and disregarded the way he lived his life, these kind of people will be ignored by Rasulullah on the Day of Judgment. And just put ourselves in that situation. May Allah make us from among those kind of people. But what would you do if the Prophet ignored you on the Day of Judgment? There is no hope for us after that. That is why, brothers and sisters, the best person is not the person who behaves in such a positive way when they come to the masjid. The true colors of a person is shown when they are at home. That's why the Prophet says, it's not about the, per the, the best person is not that person who shows a positive personality in the society, but is a person who is good at home with his family, because that is where the true colors come. Brothers and sisters, it is also, um, brothers, it is very important for us that when it comes to our wives, as I said earlier, they need to feel respected also. They need to feel protected. 
It is not right. This happens often in many families. That a husband is there at home. His mother will come in. His father will come in. His brothers will come in. His sisters will come in. And they will walk right over his wife. Disrespect his wife. And he's sitting there absolutely. And he doesn't say a single word. Any person who does that, brother and sister, shame on you. You cannot allow people to come inside your house and be openly disrespectful to your family and think that I cannot say a single word. Disrespect is off the table. It does not give your family a right. Your family does not have a right. Your brother does not have a right. Your sister does not have a right to be disrespectful to your wife. At the end of the day, if you let other people walk over your wife, then she's never going to feel protected. At the end of the day, the Quran says, قَوَّامُونَ عَلَى nisa." They have to, the men are protectors over their women. So that is why, brothers and sisters, it is very important that if someone is really talking to our wife disrespectfully, or someone is treating our wife in a disrespectful way, we cannot just stand there and watch this, but we have to stand by our family members. When it comes to talking and referring to our wives, we need to refer to them with the best names. Rasulullah wasallam. He would often refer to Aisha, not always as Aisha. Sometimes he would refer to her as Ish. Sometimes he would refer to her as Uwaysh. But out of love and respect. So there is nothing wrong if you refer to your wife in a respectful way. But that also means that you cannot use vulgarity. How many women come to my office? They call me or they come to my office. That our husbands in front of our kids are using vulgarity. Taking such disgusting names that I can't even mention here on, on the mimbar. And yet these are the same people who are coming to the masjid every single day. And they have such a positive persona in the society. At the end of the day, you're not fooling anyone. You can fool everyone, you're not fooling Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Brothers, when it comes to your wife, do small acts of kindness. Sometimes you know that your wife is not feeling well. Sometimes you know that she's running behind. You know that the dishes are there. You've come back from work, you're tired, I get it. But at the same time, there's been an, un, you know, an unexpected circumstance in your family. Just go out and help out. There's nothing wrong if you do small acts of kindness. Rasulullah will always do small acts of kindness for his family. The way he would treat his family, the way he would talk to his family. When the Prophet he would come home, a lot of times he would do work himself. I'm not saying, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that the husband, you work and then you come home and you do all the chores of the house. But there are some unexpected circumstances at times. At that time, when you feel like your wife needs you, because something has happened, you need to step up and be a man. That's the key, that's, that's important. The next thing that's also very important to how we show love to our, our wife is, we listen to them very attentively. Whenever they're talking, give them our full attention. I always say this, husband and wife should be sitting down every single day, talk to each other, communicate with each other. When there are no distractions, the kids are asleep, talk to each other. How was your day? How was my day? What is tomorrow? What things are coming up for the children and so forth? Talk to each other, this is something very important. And finally, how we show love to our wife is that we always appreciate her. It is so wrong if you come home and yes, you see the house is dirty or something of that type and you say, what have you been doing all day long? And you have three, four children at home. It's not easy taking care of children. And especially if there's a lack of financial resources, you can't send them to daycare, you can't send them to other places. You gotta sit with them at home. So the wife is sitting at home, she's trying to do her best and you see it 
instead of coming and making these kind of disrespectful comments, appreciate her for the good work that she's doing. It's not easy doing the housework. So these are a few things how we can show love to our wife. Now, what is a man looking for in a marriage? And this is something that I want all the sisters to pay attention to this. See, there is a notion in our society that says that respect is earned. Okay, we've heard this before. Respect is earned. A lot of times we take the same notion, for many of our sisters, they take the same notion and they try to apply it to a family. And they apply it to the husband. And that's wrong. A husband respect, deserves respect. A husband deserves respect unconditionally. That's the truth. A woman is required to give her, give her husband respect. This idea that respect is earned, that's for outside people. Someone who does not respect you outside, you don't, you don't have to show them respect. So when it comes to our family, for a man, respect is like oxygen. If they don't get that oxygen, they don't get that respect, they will go somewhere else to find that respect. You know how many, sisters listen to me very carefully, how many times we hear men don't spend time at home. Men don't like to spend time with their children. Men like to stay outside at work. They will go extra hours at work, but they won't come home. You know why a lot of times? It's because they don't feel respected at home. A man is a type, a man is a man. He has been created in a way that if he does not get respect at home, he will go somewhere else where he will find respect. Simple as that. How often we find that men, they like to be around their friends more than their own family members. Why? Because their friends give them respect. Sisters, this is a reality that you have to show respect to your husband. Now, how do you show respect to your husband? Number one is, you don't ever disrespect him in front of any family members. And you don't ever talk rudely to him and disrespectfully to him, especially from the children. Often we see that women, when, you know, I've talked about this before, that in the beginning of a married life, Men are usually are in control, the women are usually take care of all the domestic responsibilities. But there comes a time that the woman becomes more in control and the man just takes a, you know, he takes a back seat. He just wants to relax. He doesn't want any drama in his life. At that time, we often see women openly disrespect, disrespecting their husbands, talking rude and disrespectfully to their husbands. And what this does is that eventually the children don't have respect for their father either. If a child does not have a respect for their father, if the wife does not have respect for her father because the, my mother is talking disrespectfully to my father, or the son is saying that why do I need to show respect to my father when my mother is not showing respect to my father, then when they become a mother and when they become a father, they won't have respect for, any, for, their, for their significant other. Brothers, especially sisters, it is not allowed. You cannot talk rudely and disrespectfully in front of your kids. It is important for our sisters that when it comes to treating our husband along with treating them with respect, you cannot treat them like a child. How often we see, I've had women come to me, that my husband is this, my husband is that, my husband has emotionally disconnected from me. And I asked that sister, can you please tell me, tell me more about your family. And eventually the realization I came to was, that this woman kept on nitpicking on every single small thing. 
She would never let her husband, even when he talked, she would never let him finish his communication. Never, never let him finish his talk or his point. And as a result, the man felt that I have no respect inside this house. In the case where the woman is keep on nitpicking at the husband, keep on trying to correct him over and over again. Sisters, remember that if you keep on treating your husband this way, he won't see you as a wife, he's going to see you as his mother. Because that is exactly what the mothers do. They keep on correcting their child over and over again. Sisters, your husband, need, they need a wife in their life. They don't need another mother in their life. Another thing that's very important when it comes to respecting of men and, and husbands is that you have to make time for them. I understand that you have to take care of your children. They are a vital part of our family. But we see often in our families that sometimes we put so much time into our children and we have no time for our husbands. Brothers and sisters, if this is how you're treating your, your husband, then there is no way he will spend time at home. The fact that he will see that you're not giving him time as a result of the children, he will not only take out the frustration on you, but he will take out the frustration also on the children. That is why it's very important for our sisters, our wives, that they need to make time for their husband. That also includes that taking time out to be with him and also taking care of his physical needs. In a marriage, a husband connects with his wife in a physical way. A woman connects with her husband in an emotional way. If you take away the physical component in a marriage, that marriage will eventually fall apart. And that is why I have to be very blunt about this. Because I, I was thinking before the khutbah, should I mention this or not? But this is the reality, I'm going to mention this. There are a lot of times where men are having affairs outside their marriage. This is a reality. Many men are having affairs outside their marriage. I'm not justifying the affair. The affair is wrong. But a lot of times you have to also see why is that affair taking place. When a man is in the process of courtship, why is he going through that process of courtship when he's already married? It's because he's not finding what he needs in a marriage. When he wants to physically connect with his wife and she's not available there for him, then that is why he feels disrespected and then he's looking for a way out. He's trying to find someone. He's trying to connect with someone who will respect him and look after his needs. Sisters, it is interesting that, subhanAllah, most of the time, your husbands will pay for your makeup, will pay for all your dresses and your shoes and everything. But subhanAllah, never do we, often we find that women do not dress up for their husbands. They'll wear all the shoes, they'll wear all the dresses, they'll wear all the makeup and everything when it comes to going to a dawat, when it comes to going outside, to a wedding and so forth, they are your husbands. We often find from the life of the Prophet ﷺ that he would usually inform the women before he would come back to Medina that the men are coming tomorrow, dress for your husband. Sisters, I understand that you cannot be in makeup all day long. I understand you cannot be wearing fancy clothes all day long. But always make yourself, make yourself presentable more than what we're doing today. Because once again, if they don't find this, if what they're looking for, if our husbands are not finding this at home, they will go somewhere else to look for it, and that will only destroy your marriage. And finally, sisters, it is also important for you equally, that just as, just as I said earlier, that the husbands need to appreciate their wives. You also need to, sisters, we need to appreciate our husbands for the hard work that they do. 
It's not easy going out and working. Wallahi, it's not easy going out and working. How many of our husbands here, they go to work, they get abused at work, they are micromanaged at work. You don't understand what they're going through at work. All that you say is, where is the money, where is the money, where is the money? But they usually bite on that bullet. They will go through a very toxic boss. They will deal with a toxic boss on a daily basis. Just so that they can put a roof over your head and they can, provide, they can put food on the table. We need to learn how to appreciate our husbands for their hard work. It's not easy making money in this country. And especially with the economy and so forth, it makes it even more difficult. But the husband stays quiet. The husband does not come home and say that what he has been going through at work. Yes, at times they do. If there is healthy communication between a husband and wife, yes, the husband will share. But often the husband will not. Because he feels that this is a sign of weakness. And he wants to make sure that his woman, his wife, has confidence in him. So often they will not even share it. But you have no idea a lot of times, it's not, e a lot, not a lot of times, all the time, it's not easy making money. And they're working hard. Appreciate them for the hard work. So brothers and sisters, once again, I share with you things that brothers, what we need to do for our wives and sisters, what we need to do for our husbands. Today, we have an imbalance in our society. We have an imbalance in our society. And I'll tell you that there are many families who are struggling. Many families are suffering. They are suffocating. And of course, there's so many other outside fitnas. Feminism is destroying our families. I don't care, I will say it. Feminism is a toxic in our society. It's a cancer in our society. Many Imams and Shaykh will not be, they will, they will be hesitant to say this. I'm not one of those. I'll be straightforward about this. Feminism is causing toxicity in our families. We don't need feminism to come and give us rights. We don't need society to come and teach us what our rights are towards each other. We go back to the Qur'an and the Sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. How did our mothers treat Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? And how did Rasulullah sallam treat his wives? This is what we have to learn from the Qur'an, the Sunnah, and the life of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bring peace in our, and happiness in our families. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that any toxicity that may exist in our families, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala remove it. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give every single husband the ability and the tawfiq to fulfill the rights of his wife and to show his wife true love. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give our women the ability to show true, to show true respect to their husbands and treat their husbands the way they, are, they deserve to be respected and treated. And I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for our upcoming generations. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give an understanding to our young men and young women. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make their marriages and their families prosperous. Ameen, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Barakallahu lana wa lakum fi Qur'an azim wa nafa'na wa iyyakum la'ati wa dhikil hakim astaghfirullah li wa lakum wa lisa'il muslimina fastaghfiru innahu al-ghafur rahim Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim Alhamdulillah nahmuduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'afiru wa na'udhu billahi min shuroori anfusina wa musayyati amalina man yahdihi allahu falamudhullalah umman yudhul falahadiyalah wa nashadu an la ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika lah wa nashadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasooluhu amma ba'd Finally, I know we're a little over time I just want to remind everyone that in order to bring happiness in our families of course we have to do what we have to do but there's also a very beautiful dua that we find in the Quran 
ربنا هب لنا من ازواجنا وذرياتنا قره اعين واجعلنا للمتقين اماما Often recite this verse. This is a very powerful verse. I cannot get into the tafsir of this verse right now, but it's nonetheless a very powerful um, dua that we find in the Quran. The a dua that is asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we're asking Allah for peace and happiness in our family. So recite this dua. This is found at the end of Surah Al Furqan. Inshallah, you can go back and refer to it sometime later. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us tawfiq. Ameen Rabbil Alameen. اللهم انصر الاسلام والمسلمين اللهم انصر الاسلام والمسلمين في كل مكان اللهم انصرنا على من خالفنا واحفظ بلادنا واصلح اولادنا واشف مرضانا وعاف مبتلانا وارحم موتانا وخذ بيدينا الى كل خير وعاصمنا من كل شر واحفظنا من كل ضير اللهم قسم لنا من خشيتك ما تحول به به بيننا وبين معصيتك ومن طاعتك ما تبلغنا به جنتك ومن يقين ما تهون به علينا مصائب الدنيا ومتعنا بأسماعنا وأبصارنا وقواتنا ما حيتنا وجعله الوارث منا وجعل ثأرنا على من ظلمنا وانصرنا على من عادانا ولا تجعل مصيبتنا في ديننا ولا تجعل الدنيا أكبر حمنا ولا مبلغ علمنا ولا إلى النار مصيرنا ولا تسلط علينا من لا يرحمنا اللهم إنا نسألك علما نافعا وعملا متقبلا ورزقا واسعا وشفاء من كل داء اللهم إن إنا نعوذ بك من علم لا ينفع ومن قلب لا يخشع ومن نفس لا تشبع ومن دعاء لا يستجاب آمين رب العالمين إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغض يعيذكم لعلكم تذكرون فاذكروني أذكركم واشكروا لي ولا تكفرون أقم الصلاة Straight lines fill in the gaps. While we're straightening out the roads, I just want to remind everyone, especially those who are living across the street uh, in the Los Rios apartments, uh, people are coming, they're not crossing the road uh, in a safety manner. And not only that, but at night, a lot of times they're coming, they're wearing dark clothes. And there's been one or two cases or incidents in the last one or two days where people were almost hit and run over. So please, parents, if you're coming at night, I advise you that try to wear something that is light, something that is something of a light color um, uh, dress or anything of that type. And when you're crossing the street, please make sure that you are very careful. You do not own the street, okay? Cars are driving by. When there is no cars, then you can, you can cross. But, you, but many people are crossing the street as if they own the street, okay? You know, Bab Kamale, okay? So, okay, so that's why I just walk and it's fine and the cars will have to stop. No, the cars don't have to stop. In fact, a brother came and said, well, you know what, I'm a pedestrian, I can walk. Well, if someone gets run over, no one's gonna care about your rights. So that is why you have to be very careful. The ones who are crossing from, from, from Los Rios, it's your job to be more careful. This is a public road, people are gonna drive very fast, so please be careful. Jazakumullah khair. الله أكبر الله أكبر أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حي على الصلاة حي على الفلاح قد قامت الصلاة قد قامت الصلاة الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله. سوى سوكم صدر خلل. الله أكبر.
الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين قل أعوذ برب الفلق من شر ما خلق ومن شر غاسق إذا وقب ومن شر النفاثات في العقد ومن شر حاسد إذا حسد الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين قل أعوذ برب الناس ملك الناس إله الناس من شر الوسواس الخناس الذي يوسوس في صدور الناس من الجنة والناس الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله